The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Before we talk to Cal Thomas and Larry Donnelly, let's just hear some of Joe Biden's video announcing that he's running for another four years as President of the United States of America. When I ran for President four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for us. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. Okay, that was some of the announcement video. This is what the Republicans did in response. Uh, The Republican National Congress got an AI-generated ad. Let's hear some of it. You can now call the 2024 presidential race for Joe Biden. This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan. Financial markets are in free fall as 500 regional banks have shuttered their doors. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. Officials closed the city of San Francisco this morning, citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis. Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the track. Oh, Cal Thomas, talk about Project Fear. Uh, How remarkable is that response from the Republicans to their fear of Joe Biden having another four years as president? Well, as Franklin Roosevelt said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, Matt. But let me start with the Joe Biden announcement. You know, usually presidents who run for for re-election announce before a very friendly crowd with people cheering and uh, applauding and signs and all of the rest. This was a produced video because Joe Biden cannot ad-lib, he cannot barely even read the teleprompter anymore. And the former White House physician uh, has asked and, and demanded that he take a cognitive test. I think that's very important that he should do it. If you listen to that and you just played it, he's slurring words. He would be the oldest president he already is at 80 years old, but at the end of another four years, he would be 86 And an NBC News poll has said that 70% of those polled, including 51% of Democrats, don't want him to seek re-election. And a large number don't want Donald Trump to win re-election either. So we are really in a bind here. But these kinds of ads are, are typical political stuff. You know, if all of these problems were not solved by Biden or other Democrats in previous administrations, why should we re-elect him to do it all over again? Okay, I'm glad you're the one who brought up the age issue, given that you're of a similar age to Joe Biden, and you can't be accused (laughs) of being ageist in doing so. But what do you make of that argument, Larry Donnelly, that he's too old and that there are serious concerns about his health? 
Well, look, Matt, I mean, we can't ignore uh, the reality that an awful lot of Americans do have concerns about Joe Biden. The fact is, you don't need to be a doctor to recognize that he isn't uh, the same person he was 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, he has slowed down. Uh, that having been said, uh, a lot of America, for a lot of, of Americans, uh, this presidential race is becoming a choice between uh, who can you stand uh, more, who, who's the least bad option. Uh, and in that context, the fact that Donald Trump uh, appears likely now, you know, barring again, uh, what would have to be a rapid flip uh, in the polls and a rise of Ron DeSantis that increasingly looks unlikely. Uh, this looks like it's going to be Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. And what I'll say is this, uh, Donald Trump is the one candidate I'm pretty certain that Joe Biden can beat. I'm not sure about anybody else, but the problem from a Republican point of view is that the party looks very happy uh, to walk off the cliff uh, with Donald Trump to electoral oblivion, not just at the top of the ticket, but further down the ticket as well. And Republicans behind closed doors know that this is an absolutely massive problem for them. Yeah, but what about the Democrats? I mean, what state are the Democrats in that they have no alternative to Joe Biden to beat Donald Trump? Well, that there are there are alternatives, Matt. They're not household names, at least not in this part of the world, for sure. But give but us some. Give us some examples of who you think could be a Democratic nominee who would win the presidential election. I think the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, would easily win uh, the presidency in 2024. I think she's a very strong candidate who I think, uh, given her geographic profile and other things, uh, I think she would be a very, very strong candidate uh, for the White House. But look, Joe Biden effectively did box off the field. He has uh, got this thing to himself other, other than, uh, you know, the increasingly fringe dwelling Robert Kennedy uh, and Marianne Will Williamson, another fringe dweller. He's got this nomination. Uh, and the reality is, Matt, if you look objectively uh, at some of his accomplishments, uh, they are there. I know a lot of those haven't translated to the American people. I know his approval ratings uh, aren't that high. But by and large, coming after the Trump presidency, uh, I think most Democrats are of the view uh, that Joe Biden did a decent job. And despite their misgivings, they still maintain that he is best situated to defeat Donald Trump, who, again, uh, increasingly appears in what to me is a kamikaze mission, uh, is going to be the Republican nominee in 2024. Cal, this listener who says who wants me to yeah. tell you to yeah. watch Joe yeah. Biden's 30-minute speech in the Doyle from a few yeah. weeks ago when he was here in Ireland. Yeah. He didn't even use yeah. a teleprompter and he spoke very well. Yeah. That would be impossible mm -hmm. to do if he was senile yeah. like you're making out. Well, I didn't say he was senile. I just <laughs> said he had cognitive tests. But look, if you're, if you're a success, as, uh, as my friend Larry says, you would tout your successes. But what are they? We have an open border. Thousands upon thousands of people are breaking our laws to pour into this country. We have crime in Democrat-run cities throughout the country that is at record high levels. We have fentanyl coming over the southern border that's killing thousands of young people. Where are the successes? If you're going to run for re-election, you ought to be touting the positives that you've done. But all Joe Biden does is say, talk about MAGA Republicans and that old canard about wanting to cut your Social Security, when many Democrats have proposed that because Social Security is going to run out of money in 10 years, but nobody wants to touch it. So this is not going to be a positive campaign. And I, I really wish there were 
better choices. I agree with Larry. I think it's a terrible uh, thing to have a rerun of four years ago. We need younger people. We need more engaged people with positive accomplishments uh, as uh, political leaders. But uh, we're, apparently we're not going to get them. Listener says Biden versus Trump. I'm reminded of the movie with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau called Grumpy Old Men. Two old men <laughs> fighting in public. Uh, Larry, does Joe Biden have achievements to offer the public in a vote. And here's something else. By the time we get to an election in 2024, I think there's a very, very good chance that the United States of America will be in recession. And isn't that likely to impact greatly on an incumbent's uh, possibility of being re-elected? Absolutely, Matt. I mean, the the reality is, you know, we don't know what's in store for for the economy, and that certainly could be held against him. Uh, And there are things that obviously America came out of the Trump presidency. Uh, Let's not forget where we were. Uh, in January of 2021, uh, you know, we had insurrection, we had the crisis and nonstop drama uh, of the Trump presidency. Yes, America is still divided. Yes, uh, the litany of accomplishments isn't all that long. But for instance, he can point to something uh, that Donald Trump said he would do, which is get something done on on infrastructure in the United States, something that's hugely popular and very, very badly needed uh, across the country. Joe Biden was able to get that across the line. I think he can point to that. And yes, there are, one of the reasons and one of the themes I think of the campaign is going to be that there is much more that needs to be done. Uh, and that's why, again, hope and fear are the two strongest emotions in electoral politics. It's clear from the response to the Biden announcement that the Republicans are going to campaign on fear. Joe Biden is going to appeal to people's better instincts. And the reality, Matt, the real real politique of this, again, it comes down to a choice between Biden and Trump. And the reality is the people in the middle, the people who decide these things, have already moved against Donald Trump. They're not going back to Donald Trump. And if Trump is the nominee, as increasingly appears to be the case, Joe Biden is, and his advisors are playing this well. It mightn't have everything that Cal or I would want in it, but in terms of winning the election, getting this over the line, the campaign thus far uh, is off to a good start. And indeed, some of the themes that he used uh, when he was here in Iowa, this idea of values, respect, family, all these sorts of bland, blandish terms, they're obviously poll tested and they are designed to set him apart uh, from Donald Trump. Values, respect, family. Carl, I thought those were all of the things that you as a conservative would champion, (laughs) that you would be delighted that Joe Biden was using exactly those phrases because that's what you would want a Republican to be doing. Well, talk is cheap, as the phrase goes, but there's one other issue that uh, you haven't mentioned yet, either Larry or you, Matt, and that is Kamala Harris. And uh, you'll notice that in Joe Biden's announcement, he had nothing to say about her. Her ratings are even worse than the president's, and I think Republicans are going to make a big issue out of this along the line that if something were to happen to a reelected President Trump and Kamala Harris became president, it might be an even greater disaster than what we've been through the last three and a half years. What do you make? I'm going to put a question too that I put to Larry last night when he came on to talk about Tucker Carlson getting the boot at Fox News. Mm. How is Donald Trump going to do without his chief cheerleader on an important TV station to his voter base? 
Well, that's a good question, and we haven't seen the last uh, shoe drop on this. I was exchanging an email with a former top uh, Fox executive today, and he told me there are going to be more heads rolling. The, ba- the background of this, of course, is that the nighttime hosts on Fox News Channel were promoting the lie of a stolen election of uh, corruption of voting machines. Of course, Fox just lost this uh, or settled this lawsuit with Dominion Voting Machine for $787 million, just an incredible amount of money. And uh, Carlson and the other nighttime hosts were promoting these lies. And what was discovered during a discovery in the, law, in the lawsuit was that emails from these nighttime hosts said they didn't believe what they were saying on the air. Now, already American journalism is at the lowest point or among the lowest points uh, in the history of U.S. journalism in terms of public trust. This is not going to help it at all. There seems to be more information since we spoke 24 hours ago, Larry Donnelly, and it seems that Rupert Murdoch very much decided enough was enough and he decided to get rid of uh, Tucker Carlson. But it seems that there were more reasons than perhaps we anticipated. Yeah, it does. I mean, certainly some of the stuff that's come out from this lawsuit being brought by uh, a former prosecutor, uh, sorry, a former producer uh, of Tucker Carlson's program uh, with respect to the culture at Fox News. Uh, and it seems to be a culture where, at least according to the allegations, uh, where m- misogyny, where harassment, where all these kinds of things were commonplace. So I think what we're getting a picture of here, and this perhaps is why Murdoch has moved so decisively, is that there is more to come. And we're going to get a very, very ugly picture of, of what actually takes place uh, off camera at, at Fox News. And again, in some ways, this shouldn't be much of a surprise, given, uh, you know, for instance, the departure of Bill O'Reilly. Uh, earlier on, that there seems to be something culturally uh, awry, seriously awry uh, at Fox News. And I couldn't agree more with Cal. Um, the real the real shame here is we have uh, people who should be covering the protagonists in American politics, yet who, who try to make themselves uh, the protagonists in American politics. And that's a really, really sad uh, development, not just for journalism, for, but for society more broadly. And it's part of the reason why Amer- the American polity is in as wounded a condition as it is right now. I'll just briefly stay with you in this, Larry, because Marjorie Taylor Greene, I see, um, has gone off the deep end again uh, in relation to Tucker Carlson's position, but also is facing possible legal action uh, from Hunter Biden for spreading so many lies about him as he believes it is. Yeah, well, I mean, look, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the proverbial uh, loose cannon. And, and unfortunately, she says and does outrageous things uh, on a daily basis that it makes it very, very hard. And I think it's going to be increasingly hard for those on the Republican right to come to her defense when she is so clearly at every level totally unhinged. And just to finish with you, Cal Thomas, I don't imagine you're too upset to see Don Lemon go from CNN, given that at CNN you hardly ever watch him, do you? <laughs> Well, his ratings were terrible, and the uh, you know the, the 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 principle in all media, including your show, which I'm sure is uh, highly rated, uh, Matt, is that you've got to have listeners and viewers in order to survive. And Don Lemon has had. Uh, terrible ratings for many, many years. Uh, he was at CNN for 17 years, but CNN overall, which used to be a great news network, but has fallen, in my judgment, and the judgment of, obviously, viewers, into a, a, a kind of uh, 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 a system where you have uh, you know, a bias 
uh, in favor of Democrats and all things liberal. You look at Jake Tapper, one of their uh, prime hosts, who was celebrating the demise of uh, Tucker Carlson, basically cheering it almost with a huge smile on his face. This kind of stuff gets through to viewers, and uh, they're tired of it. Uh, They're tired of the bias from the left and the right, and I think that's one of the reasons why Gallup poll has shown that American uh, viewpoint of the uh, media is, is, is at a level almost as low as Congress, which is really saying something. Thank you very much, Carl Thomas and Larry Donnelly. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.